Hey everybody, welcome to the movies. We're the Mirko Movie Guys. I'm Clint Chaffer and this is my buddy Chad Weeks. We're a couple guys who like movies and like to talk about movies. Clint, what movie are we going to talk about tonight? Well, I tell you what, I think we ought to just strap in our, uh, in our, uh, our still suits, jump in our spaceships, and just head to the old planet Arrakis and talk about the movie Dune. Hey, I dig it. Let's watch out for uh, sandworms and uh, let's kick it off. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, this, this isn't uh, to be confused with Tremors, though. Graboids. That's Gra- what the Graboids. Yeah. Graboids? Is yeah. that what the- I had this conversation with Kayla this weekend because I did this. It's, it's Graboid. That's a Graboid. Oh, yeah. that's what's in Tremors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to confuse these two movies because yeah, you know, no. there's but, some similarities. But why is there such a big deal about sandworms? Like, I, I thought the sandworms were not a possible thing. in sa- Like, worms and sand are the opposite, right? Because don't they have, like, the sensitive skin and in sand? You know, I'm a river. Well, and they typically like like moisture too, right? Like when yeah. it rains well, is when I see well, yeah, worms. Well, yeah. Well, you see worms during the moisture because the nitrogen in the in the ground actually burns their skin, so they try to get out of the ground, and then they come up to the top, and that's why they come up there. It's not like they're drowning. The more you know. Yeah, worms can actually live for a long time in water, but but I think that the sand actually like is abrasive to their skin and will like, you know, I don't know, cut their skin off. All right. Thing, you know, because yeah. sand is abrasive. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. There are like two movies that have big worms in sand. No, there's more of them because there's 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 the sandworms on uh, on uh, tremors, which are the graboids. There's also the uh, the ones from Star Wars. Oh yeah, so there's yeah. the sandworm there. Yeah. And then what about what about Beetlejuice? Man, yeah, yeah, they're all and they're all sandworms. I'm like, why is there such a fascination with sandworms? And I don't think I think it's an oxymoron. No. Huh. Well, that's an interesting way yeah, to start we might have to this. Look that into you. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a heck of a way to yeah. do the intro into this. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anyway, so yeah. Well, here's to sandworms, I guess. Yeah, so, uh, well, hey, with that, grab your popcorn, fill up your drinks, and enjoy the show. Hey, film fans, welcome back. We are here to talk about the movie Dune. Yeah. Uh, so first off, a little background. You've seen the 84 version, right? I have, yes. Do you know, about the t- do you know there's a, uh, a TV miniseries, too? No, I did not. Okay, I don't know what year that came out. I don't remember, but it was. I think it was like you know 20 years ago, something like that, in 2000, which wasn't 2000. Man. That was only like four or five years ago. Yeah, right? I was going to say, don't say yeah. 20 years ago. That's, yeah. that's abrasive. <laughs> it is, it is. Like worms, like sand like on worms. worms. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, okay, so so because of that, I want to give, because I have not seen that. I've not seen either of them. This is my first exposure to Dune. Um, and I took B, uh, who did uh, uh, the uh, Brandon Fitzsimmons, who did uh, the Marvel oh, recap with yeah, us. Our MCU, yeah, yeah. He was my first contact on this thing. When he went and watched it in theaters, uh, he said that it was a lot like Game of Thrones, and Star Wars combined, which I would say I would yes. I would disagree a little bit because I think it's more like uh, it would be more like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Okay, I I think uh, so. So here here's my thought. I think uh, Game of Thrones I think is a very spot on comparison on the sim- cinematography of it, and that the the way that it's actually shot and the the casting 
is is very much Game of Thrones appeal to it. Yeah, uh, I, I did talk about that a lot. The cinematography was awesome on this. Yeah. Uh, like this, the, the things that they focused on but and it, the, way but they, the it, angles they gave you. Like, and if you think about like Game of Thrones was kind of dark, right? You had yeah. more of that, that dark totally shot. Agree with that that's too. how Dune is, yeah. is presented. Yeah, so I would agree with that. I think that's just where a lot of that comes oh, yeah. from. Yeah. So. I just felt like it was it was almost like a story. Like I could I could feel that story with all the different races and stuff like that. I felt like it it, 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 it was looking like Lord of the Rings to me. That's what I got. Yeah, no, I mean, I think story-wise, uh, I, I think there's uh, Lord of the Rings. I think, you know, you mentioned Star Wars. I mean, I, I think it, it shares a lot of things between between those movies. Um, and then, of course, you have the, the spaceships and travel and all that kind of fun yeah. stuff that lends itself to about any sci-fi yeah. movie out there. So, yeah. so, I, so uh, okay, talk about that real quick, the, the, the space. So how, why is it in the future... In all these future movies, it seems like it's in the past. My wife said that. She's like, because like Star Wars, it's so far in the future that everything seems like the past because you're on this like desolate island. Like you're basically have a medieval type of feel to it. Whereas, you know, they should be, you know, I mean, like, and, they, and I guess the, the, the bad guys were wearing some pretty high tech suits and the, and the still suits and stuff like that were, but, and you still have that high tech stuff all the time, but they're basically living in castles. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Star Wars. You see that a lot, where they're living in these. I don't know. It's a, it's a good mix there. We have some, but but you've got the Ewoks that are living in a tree houses, and you've got everybody living on uh, on these little. Well, well, Star Star Wars uh, specifically, I guess I'd, I'd talk about that. Is I, I think you see um, multiple planets in different generations of technology that they're in. Right? Yeah, because, so I mean, yeah, one race is going to be more. Uh, advance in the next yeah, and I mean, sort of thing if you were to show up on earth a thousand years ago things would be a lot different right yeah. so i mean that that's how i guess i kind of look at some of those i do think though there's a an appeal as you think of castles as you think of lightsabers which are you know swords yeah. right i mean we have this very uh this driven thing uh for for entertainment where a sword battle is more fun than a gun battle. Right? Totally agree. Well, I got another. It seemed like a plot hole to me because, like, when they were going through to cut, they were cutting through one of the doors. And, you know, they've got, they've got these little. First off, the this armor suits are worthless. Is there any <laughs> point to the armor? Like the the shields that they pop on their body. Like it's like, okay. Like, did you name one time in that entire movie where the shield uh, saved somebody? Well, I mean, ever no. <laughs> And hold on, hold on. Uh, I, Jason Momoa's character was saved by the shield multiple times. Was in, he in his battle? He definitely was. Was he? Because but, he he didn't seem to be slowed down by him at all. Yeah, Maybe but just, I I actually liked the I I, I liked I, the 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 whole thought of the shield. I liked the training around that. Uh, but let's. I guess if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about the shields in the original. <laughs> They would turn into when they turned their their shields on. It, it was an atrocious uh, special CGI, effect. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. So yeah. Well, it was. It, it basically turned them into Minecraft characters, blocks, just full blocks, right? Okay. And uh, and it was just it, it was pretty terrible to watch. But this like, one, you know, of course, like it was a lot nicer for for how it was designed. But I think the thing is. There was, and what they were trying to tell us is it takes a skill to penetrate the shield, right? So you have to do it at a certain, okay, a certain, you know, you can't just swing fast. You have to go slow. You have to be methodical about it. So, okay. and that's where 
I think well, even he, when you when you saw Timothy Chalamet at the beginning, he, that's what he's doing. He's hitting it real quick, and it was blue, blue, yep. and then red. Yep. It's like, well, what was the difference on that one? And I think that's I think that's the whole the whole how to swing it and the speed and everything else. Okay, and all that, right, that makes sense. And that's where I think there is a uh, almost. Uh, a romance uh, built into those fight scenes with that shield aspect because it's like you have to be really good in order to defeat that shield. And believe me, I love sword fighting. I, lo- I love those type. I love medieval type of movies, so I love that we're going that route. Um, it's just one of those things that, like, I just didn't see that. That makes sense. Um, however, what, what I was getting to is is you see them cutting through the the door with this giant laser beam and then they go into fight with swords. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> yeah. like well, you had a you had a laser beam that yeah. just like the cut through the like the plasma cutter like the the laser beam on opening up and we have jumped completely into the middle of the movie. We have, we have we have uh, we have. But uh but the laser beam the funny part about it is that was probably the single most powerful laser beam I've ever seen in any movie. Absolutely. Like, Normally, it takes a lot longer to cut through things. That one was like butter. Yeah, and it was like like that was uh, more powerful than 10 lightsabers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, they, yeah. They just turned it on and like, yeah. and it went through that door. It went through the wall. Correct. It went through everything. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know where it stopped. Yeah. Next time, lead with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so I want to give a uh, so let's let's get back on track here. I want to do a synopsis um, from what I can tell. Uh, plot synopsis, just so that you can verify. Okay, so this is about Timothy Chalamet's character, who is a uh, a prince of of sorts yep. on on the planet. Uh, what what was the planet? Uh, Caladron. Caladron. Okay, and they're yeah. the, the Atreides. House Atreides. Yeah, House Atreides. So on that on that on that planet, are there multiple? multiple races i think i think the entire planet is house atreides and okay. and these are you know i mean they're the uh because the I, em- the empire the emperor would be the one that oversees them on some other planet or something yeah like oversees so, the whole thing so right? yeah so the yep. whole planet so i don't know why that wouldn't be calderons or something like that if they were but anyway yeah another just question but okay so and their goal is to the the, the emperor is sending them to the planet uh, Arrakis. Arrakis to go and uh, basically take over the spices. Correct. And the, uh, the spices is a, is a mineable resource. They're going to take over this and basically, and this was something that, what was it, the Sardacor had previously mined. Yep. The, so now, the Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yes. Okay. Okay, the Harkonnen. Yeah, that's right. So the Harkonnen had previously mined this to... Uh, to a point where there was a, a civil war going on, or not? I mean, not a civil war because it's an, it's an alien race versus another alien race, uh, from uh, an invasive ra- race. Uh, they are f- they're fighting. They fought for forever, and then they just left on the empire emperor's uh, promise or whatever emperor's yep. decree. They left, and now he's sending in the Atreides to do the same thing, but knowing he's going to fail. Well, yeah, and that's what ultimately yep. what they're trying to say is that it's what is a gift, not a gift, because he's supposed to go in there and fail. Uh, and the emperor is going to choose, and and somehow he didn't see this. this. Well, well, so like it's also leaving their home planet uh, exposed to the Harkonnen because oh. they're moving everything to Arrakis, uh, and it's really basically ultimately uh, pushing power back to the Harkonnens, right? And ultimate power, you know. Yeah. Um, now there's a few other pieces in here that I'm going to miss too because this is a pretty complicated movie. To, it really uh, is. That's why I got to, a ton of questions. So, follow. so let's let's build off of that. What is the difference between the heart start? The uh, Sardacor, Sardacar, and the Harkonnen. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Okay, because I thought that the Sardacor were the, the oh, ones that they sent, like the Emperor's knife. Yeah, so the the Sardacor is the was, right? yeah. That's the the Sardacor are the uh, is that the Drax, group? As but... uh, Batista, Batista yeah. was a Harkonnen. He was a Harkonnen, yeah. Yeah, and the Baron. That's the Baron. Was that the Baron's son? Baron's something nephew. Like, nephew. Uncle, okay. Uh, and so uh, the Sardacor, I think, were like uh, part of the Emperor's like group. Okay, I think that's part of. I think that's like the Emperor's. Yeah. And then you have the Harkonnen. And, so it must yeah. be like his special forces that were yeah. like the... Okay. 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 And uh, the, the the Baron was played by... Who was that? Uh, the guy off of uh, Stel- Dark World. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Off Dark World? Yeah. Oh, Thor Dark World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. When, I, when he was looking, I had to look him up... Uh, Actually, probably the original Thor 2, right? Yeah. Thor 1, yep. right? Yep. He was a scientist. Eric, Eric yeah. something. But yeah, he was... I had to look up who that was because I'm like, man, I, I actually thought that it, that it was... Uh, I thought it was somebody else, but um, yeah, his face, like you just hear his voice. You could, you knew he was somebody that you would, you've seen before, yeah. but that's absolutely where but I know him from. The, the other piece, though, too, that, that falls into, you know, the overall storyline, uh, House, House Atreides, specifically Paul, right, which is uh, Timothy Chalamet, right? Yep. Chalamet. Chalamet. There yeah. you go. Ah, I can never pronounce anything. Uh, but House Atreides, and like I said, specifically Paul, wants to go there and basically free the Fremen, right? Because essentially everybody has dropped onto Arrakis to, to mine this spice, and they just didn't care about the indigenous people of that planet, yeah. right? Uh, so you're talking about uh, uh, a storyline of oppressed people that – Paul is basically looking at going and freeing. Oscar, Oscar Isaac, actually, his character is the one, because he was the king, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the king, so he's wanting to go in there and basically say, we're going to make a partnership with them, and they've done, and they sent in, yeah. they sent in Jason Momoa to, like, as a, as a you know. Yeah, but that that you also have to, like, you have to look at, because at, I, I, I don't think his character was actually the same, looking at it the same way that Paul is. Paul is truly looking at going in there and freeing the Fremen. His dad is looking at going in there, partnering with the Fremen to give him power to be able to de- defeat the Harkonnens. So it's really looking at at least... This so is, he knew the Harkonnens... Yeah, you're right. This so is my knew- opinion, but I think that... I don't think he was... He, he was going to be an oppressor as well, just yeah. in a different Because he was manner. going there to look as look over them as their stewards, what they said. Yeah, and he's still going... So he's still going to so take... So he's going there to... But he... And he did. He talked about going there to fight the Harkonnen... Right. Well, he he knew that in order to defeat the Harkonnen, because he knew he was going to get set up, and he yeah. knew he was going to have to fight. The only way to win and have enough forces was to get the people of Arrakis on his side to fight. Because him. yes, because he knew. So he knew the whole time the emperor. Because he he talked about how how strong their voice had become and how he. So basically, if they could have taken over the if the not taken over if the uh, Fremen would have joined forces with them, it could have been the Fremen. And the the Harkonnen, or at least to some degree, or to some uh, some level, taking over the empire, and he could have been the new emperor. Is that, yeah, that not, kind of way. Not the Harkonnen, you, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the, a Fremen and the uh, Atreides. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, all of a sudden he could, you know, now he's got enough power to take this yeah. over. So I still think that there was a a selfish drive in him. Yeah. Right now he comes across as like you know the and good he, guy. And they talked about the the riches that they would acquire yeah. and that sort of thing, billions of dollars or billions of Solarises or. But that's where like Paul was was really. I don't think he was looking at okay. it from that. He was looking at it like these are our people that need to be freed. Right. Okay. So let's talk about Paul a little bit. All right. First off, let's talk about the names because it was Paul and Duncan and <laughs> Duncan Idaho. Well, yes. Yeah. 
that's some people that just ran out of names. The, the, well, that's what these the, like. It is. It's almost like it's. These are straight up American because what Jessica? Jessica was the the mother. Jessica Trady, Lady Jessica. Yeah. yeah. So it's like those are very very American nineteen eighties names. Oh yeah. So I I, I I don't know. It just seemed because you've got Silgar and you know these other guys, but it just I don't know. It seems like a weird combination. We should we should We're probably stop stop here and just say that that. Um, this movie's been out for a little while, so like there'll be light spoilers. We're going to talk about them. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about the movie, um, but I don't think there's. Any, I, I think we can talk about this thing in extent and not spoil anything because it's not like you yeah. know. But I, because I, I want to talk about his mom. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about Paul's mom. Yeah, and the fact that Jessica, Lady Jessica, Lady Jessica. Okay, yeah. so she's kind of like she's a Bene, Bene, Bene Gesserit, so she is like a. Kind of a witch doctor is the way I kind of not watch doctor, but a, a holy person with witch yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like she she comes from uh, yeah. I mean, like that that whole group. They has, call her a concubine too, and, and like she's done a wife. So they have they have uh, you know they have a, a a special power set and knowledge and things of that nature. Uh, and, and that's, that's what really plays into this then as well, which makes Paul so different from any of the other people, you know, because women. he's also a, uh, he's of Royal bloodline. Right. Yeah. And then he, his mother is, is part of this group, right. Which gives him basically access to the voice, uh, that she has been which is teaching to- him, which is totally a Skyrim thuum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that's, that's, that's about right. Yeah. So and and that has been uh that was really interesting to watch uh that process too because in order for him to get through he had to take that test if you remember that where he stuck the hand in the box yeah yeah and they were a little bit more descriptive i thought actually in the in the original of all the pain that he was technically really going through because i don't think they actually portrayed that near as much uh his acting was so good though very good, but they, I don't. I thought I think they did a better job in the original on the pain aspect. It was supposed to be the most incruciating pain in the world. Uh, your your hand was gonna was feeling like it was basically on fire, yeah. right? And so, then he brings it out, and it's just it is fun. nothing, yeah. right? But had he done anything, right? Pulled his hand out, he dies. Yeah, yeah. And like, and his his mom was cool with this, like. Well, and she knew that was the only way for him to get more training or yeah. get into this you know so which ends up ultimately setting setting him up that's why uh he has these uh premonitions he has again access to this power that uh that he starts putting together which we actually don't get to see that in this movie very i much, really don't so. feel like you got to see like this is for a three-hour movie this is all set up i mean it is oh, yeah. all set up for the big the the finish in the second so what was it the original again, this makes me feel like like you know, this is the Lord or the Fellowship of the Rings. Like that's what I got out of this. Well, like, the the original was like a two hour and twenty minute long video or movie, uh, and this one was like two hours and forty minutes, right, or fifty minutes, something like that. And you only get this one only gets halfway through the original. Yeah. Right. So that's the interesting part for those of you that haven't seen the original Dune. You're actually missing out because we already know the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I could see them doing some 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 changes there to that sort of thing too, uh, to keep you on your toes and, and vary it from the original. But they didn't vary much from the. No, I mean I, I think I mean they had to because they did. Well, there's there's some variance. There's more detail. There's more uh, build up, uh, custo- you know, character build on on this. Oh yeah, the great great um, character development. 
Yeah, and and so I think they did a. I think they've done a great job at at doing some of that, you know. Um, but basically, you know, you also see, uh, you know, the 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 king basically get uh, what's his name, the uh, Atreides, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his first name is. And and you see him get betrayed by the family doctor. Yeah. Uh, and and all of these things. So there's just a ton Betra- of betrayed, but also like. I, turned I, into I, a weapon, right? Yeah, it's like it's like when I was watching that, it's like, are you? Can you be? Can you be mad at him? I mean, of course you can, and you should be. But in the same yeah. sense, like he's also saving your family at least, and you know, yeah, I did something terrible, but I'm just gonna save your family in the process. So I think it's, you know, well, he he did. It's so, forgivable in some way, shape, or form because he he set up to like, you know, help them win. Or tried. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I think uh, jumping into that into that aspect of it. Uh, he betrayed the family uh, because, of course, the Baron was keeping his family hostage, yeah. right? Um, not only did, uh, you know, so so yes, he did this horrible act and, you know, unforgivable act. But in the same sense, like you said, he set his family up for, for at least survival, right? Yeah. Uh, he's the one that packed up the the still suit and the rings in the, in the uh, uh, aircraft that was taking them out to the desert, right? So he made sure that uh, Paul gets yeah. his dad's ring, which is a, yeah. a sign of power. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the other, and, and basically, he's now the leader of of the Atreides of House Atreides. The other piece of that is he ended up turning him into a weapon with the tooth, right? Of basically saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm doing this to you, but with your last breath, you can oh, kill with, the Baron." I thought you meant with the tooth with his knife, but you're talking about the his actual. No, tooth. his actual. He the, rips yeah, out the tooth a, and he puts the. They call the it a peg tooth or something like that. Which yeah, and it's a you know, and and the interesting part that's where it uh, it it a little bit different than the original. The original, it was whoever was like right here. Yeah. Right, right in your face, which he ends up killing. Uh, who would it have been? It would have been like one of his nephews or something that he ended up killing in the original. Well, and it was his it was his right hand man, the yeah. guy that, that played. Uh, the only thing I could, yeah, I'm sorry, he he died in this one too. Yeah, yeah that same. That way. was his. Uh, yeah, I know him from Batman: uh, The Dark Knight, where he was the crazy guy. Yeah, that, that's right. So, so that uh, also randomly on a Hardee's commercial, like the you, you can't make up your own tagline, the spicy thing. Or whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that that's right. He did kill him in this one, but the Baron, I thought in the first one, I didn't think got near as injured as what he did in this one. But I may be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen the original. So and he was a spot too. I'm just going to keep going on about this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the other character I, I absolutely enjoy was uh, I, I like uh, Josh Brolin's character. Josh Brolin was intense. Yeah. Like he was great. Um, and I, I just love Josh Brolin. It's, it's really hard to find a movie that uh, I always go back to uh, No Country for Old Men because I feel like that's, in my opinion, his best role. Like he. He killed it in that role. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, but I just... Uh, Josh Brolin is absolutely great. In this movie, he is so intense and so, like, high... high Not high strung, just high octane all the time. Like, I want to kill something right now. That it, guy. Like, it, it, it takes somebody special. Uh, and there's a... I mean, there's a lot of actors that do this, but it, it always takes a special one that uh, can be a lead actor but also be a, a killer support yeah, actor. Support right? actor yeah, support actor, yeah. And he's one of those. Yeah. And, uh, but... So so here's the thing. Let's kick it back to the comparison between this and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right? When he's training Paul with the swords, you're yeah. telling me that wasn't the exact same scene as uh, 
what's her name with uh Aria with needle and, Aria and her yeah i knew you, you were know. going as soon as you said that. i didn't yeah, think it's of that like the, time, it's like the yeah, exact right. same scene right yeah. it's just a little more what do we say what, what do we tell death i don't know not today not today there you go. <laughs> uh but anyway that that was yeah. you know so so i think uh but but that was a really neat uh neat piece as well they also did a really good job in Paul's character development of him developing uh, the voice, him developing his skill of fighting. Uh, I thought uh, it was really neat, the uh, assassin uh, bug, yeah, right, which that was in the original as well. Uh, it was so cool to, like, how they played that out. I thought this one was a lot, lot better on the Okay, on so let's talk about that then. It, he, it goes to why didn't it kill him? Because it, it's based on movement. And he was trained well enough oh. to not move, and he was in that uh, he was in that hologram, and so. But that was the thing in the original, and I, is that how the, I'm? Not, I struggle with my memory here. Some of those, but like he ends up grabbing it right when the uh, the housekeeper basically goes to open the door, which yeah. that was how this one. Ended that was up. this one, yeah. yeah. This one did too, uh, and that that was like showing that it literally just went to the first thing that moved. And so it was going to kill the housekeeper. Right? I wondered. I see. I didn't. I didn't get that part. Like, like I said, yep. there are so many questions that I had about this movie. And it's not very often that I'm just completely like. And, I, and the thing is, it was still very enjoyable. But I just I, I walked away with so many questions that I felt like were unanswered. And you're you're filling in a lot of them. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know if they're right or not. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. It makes it makes perfect <laughs> sense when it's said that way. Let's talk about the cast. So uh, you you went on about Josh Brolin. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac, I thought did a fantastic job. He's going to yeah. be Moon Knight in the the new series by on, on Disney Plus. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I I, I think I, I, I love his character. Yeah, yeah so. he was also uh, B brought up the last time that we did that Marvel thing where he was uh, um, he was uh, Apocalypse in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yep. great. Um, uh, let's see, Rebecca Ferguson, the mom. I yep. want to talk about the mom a little bit more because she, uh, the only thing I know her from is she was Ethan Hunt's wife in the Mission Impossible oh, movies. Yeah. That's the, yep. that's the only thing I know her from. Um, she was great, but she was very weird. Why is their relationship the way it is? Why, why, why is it that he has her as a concubine, as she was referred to, um, not his wife? Why did he choose her uh, to not make her his wife? They've got a 18-year-old son. You know, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Um, never got married. Are you sure they're not married? No, they, they said that okay, his, his last line was, I'm not, I should have married you. Huh. Yeah, because her name, I thought, is Jessica Atreides. Uh, dress, well, or just is it Jessica of House Atreides? Yeah, or something probably like Jessica that? of Atreides. But they okay. said that he, she was, and they were never married. Like they talked about it a lot. Hmm. Um, so it just makes it makes no sense to me. Like why 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 weren't they? Yeah, and I could see that being that like uh, her people are not allowed to marry or something, right? Like, but he said I should have. Yeah, maybe they should have just went against the grain and broke the hey, rules, right? I, I, maybe he wasn't allowed to marry her type or something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe it's a Romeo and Juliet yeah, type. It's always of thing. like that weird like royal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, really weird, weird, really weird royal stuff. Um, but okay, so more on her. Uh, she was <laughs> she was odd throughout the whole movie. Like it's like I I don't know how I don't know what, why her 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 mannerisms were the way they were. Can you do you have any ideas what I'm talking about here without yeah, me trying? Like so, I don't know how to describe it. But every scene she's in, it's like it's like why are you acting so weird about so, everything? So here, everything here's it's my, like she's got a big secret. Well, so here, here's my here's my guess on this is, uh, you know, I, she knows more than what she's she's leading on, right? Yeah. That that that's the that's the thought process behind that. That I think that is it to do with her son's like 
what his, his what it was supposed to happen to him his his yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it, – it, I would guess, and again, I probably should have watched the 1984 version a little bit more yeah. to remember some of this. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's some of that that uh, uh, his path isn't necessarily set either, yeah. right? So, I mean, things can go various different ways and however she's seen it. Uh, because if you think of, like, his premonitions – painted things in a lot darker light than actually what ended up happening right yeah. and in a couple different different things like he was thinking like he was going to get killed and die and that didn't happen right so those, he, he, he said uh there was one line that said a life if you take a life or oh what is the line it was like a life if uh, a life lost or something like that is um is a, is is giving up your own life or something like that and i think it's more of he, him joining their cause as opposed to um, him actually dying. Does that make sense? Yeah, because uh, he'd never killed anybody. Yeah, going that's exactly this, right. So, yeah. and, uh, and he ended up having to yeah. kill the, uh, so one the, more question the about Fremen the, guy. One more question about the mom then before we move on. Um, the blue-eyed baby that he, premonit- er, that he saw, where'd that come from? Yeah, I mean, he saw his mom having a blue-eyed baby, which would be mean that they are from it. Which how do they get the blue eyes? I think they described it right. Yeah, the, the, the blue eyes are from the spice. Okay, so so that so that, that will just, that will play in even heavier because of the fact that she's going to be living in the correct. Okay, okay, yep. all right. So so she's pregnant. Yep, they're now living on Arrakis, covered in spice. Yeah, so you're going to end up seeing you know if she has yeah. a baby there, she it's going to have blue eyes. So okay, so let's talk about let's talk about spice then. Okay. Okay. So spice is like a hallucinogen. It's a lot of things. It's, yeah, yeah, and it's also used to do the flight stuff and all that. They, they need spice for everything. They need spice to bend space and time. Yes. Okay. So that is the that is the the ultimate travel. So that's why all these different planets can basically travel between all these different planets because they can utilize spice for this space travel. Is it the same way in Star Wars. I don't know, Star Wars is like light speed and like well, yeah, but fast, but, you know? but what I'm saying is like in in Star Wars, you know, uh, they were spice runners, right? Which I thought I always took it as just a drug. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good. So you got spice, question. you got spice in, in Dune, and you got spice in Star Star Wars. What's yeah? What's the correlation? I think I actually think I think you're right though. I think spice was a drug actually technically. That's in the way Star I took Wars. it. Is yeah, they, yeah. they were spice runners, so it was just a drug. Yeah. Well, this one could be a drug too. Because it's a loose. Yeah, but it's like the most like powerful thing I get in the it. world, right? I get it, but I mean Universe it's just or... it's just it's just weird they would use the exact same word for both story yeah. franchises, you know? I mean, is little Millennium Falcon gonna drop drop in here and save him at some point? You don't know. Part <laughs> two, right? <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, Jason Momoa. Let's talk about Jason Momoa a little bit. Jason Momoa is fantastic. Yeah. And so do you have a hard time? Like Jason Momoa is one of these guys that uh I, a he has to play he plays one well, role well all right i want to talk about that a little bit he's Good. typecast pretty well because he is i i was i think you're gonna say it's hard to separate him between him like his role here and aquaman because well, yeah, it was, no, absolutely it's the exact same role yeah but picture him like this guy got a start it's called drogo right which is like a lot this lot the same but in the same sense like another game of thrones time yeah, yeah. Here we go again. But no, but but he was he was completely different in Call Drogo or as Call Drogo because he was completely void of personality. And I just couldn't imagine uh, Jason Momoa having a career where he just oozes this much charm in all of his roles. 
Um, and he's just clearly that kind of guy. Well, but yeah, but as, Ka- as Cal- Dro- Cal Drogo could have just been played by any meathead, though, going. That's what I'm saying. But, right. But, I mean, like, it's still typecast as, like, he's still, like, you yeah. know, it's still the same guy. It's yeah. just you just maybe didn't give him a little little personality. Yeah. But you think you think Chris Hemsworth could play that role? This role in here? No, no, Cal Drogo. No. No, I don't think you can. Uh, Chris Hemsworth has played too much into the charming role now, and I'm going to have a hard time seeing him as a serious. Yeah, take actor. him seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but my my issue with 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 uh, Jason Momoa, I'm not saying he's not a good actor because I enjoy everything he's in. He's just the exact same character in like every movie that I watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whether he's underwater and he's Aquaman or whether he's like. But, but that's him. And as a matter of fact, uh, when he was going to like give. Uh, Paul hug or something like that. He's getting ready to tackle him. It's like it's like that looks like you trying to tackle uh, Henry Cavill on the like you know like you, yeah. you see the meme where he's creeping up behind him. Like that's the scene. That's yeah. what you're doing. No, and 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 it's not fair, right? Because uh, he's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson would would struggle with the same thing, right? Yeah. When you have such a specific look that like. Jason Momoa looks like Jason Momoa and yeah. no matter what. Yeah. He's got the long, beautiful hair. He's, I mean, he's, he's yeah. you know, uh, completely jacked and everything else. So it's going to be hard to put him into, like, these different, yeah. you know. They did shave his face in this one, which uh, he Kay- does have a baby face. Yeah, Kayla said the same thing. She's like, she's like, I don't think I like his face being shaved. She's like, I don't. I don't think he's as attractive with his face being shaved. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, he's, he's got a baby face. Yeah. So we're gonna find out about the Rock uh, because he's gonna be in uh, uh, Black Adam. He's Black Adam, so he's gonna be yeah. the bad guy. I can't wait and to see what that's like. He, he'll kill it, the Rock. I and I oh, don't. I'm not. He's a new Mar. He's a new uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for this generation. Yeah, and, and I don't want to put him. I don't want to say that he's like just the same no, he's guy. Got some he, he's got. He he does very well in acting. Uh, I mean, he's, he's arguably yeah. the best at this point, or yeah. you know, one of the yeah, best yeah, yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is I just meant like he's still, no matter what, he's gonna look like. The Rock, which is a giant of a man. Oh yeah, you know Absol- what I mean. Yeah, like, absolutely, <laughs> you got to have a specific role to put The Rock into. Yeah, yeah, you know? I totally agree. He's got to be. Yeah, that, that's like that's like that's where I would compare him and Momoa. Like, you 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 can't cast him in. Like, yeah. The Rock doesn't do Castaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither does Jason Momoa. Touche. Right. Touché. Like that's yeah. that's the yeah that's the difference. Yeah, of exactly. Because like, if you take somebody like. Uh, Den- a good call out to Castaway is such a <laughs> random choice, but you're right. Well, right. I think of like I think of the best actors yeah, going, but yeah, it's, you're it's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I look at Tom like Hanks, people yeah. like Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, right? You could literally put those guys into any any movie, any yeah. any role, and those guys are just gonna kill it, yeah. right? Those big dudes, they gotta be tough guys. They just gotta be big yeah. dude roles. Yeah. you just, yep. you I got you, I got you. Yeah, it's like think of like The Rock as a race car driver. <laughs> like, you gotta crawl through this window yeah <laughs> Bati- so, batista batista oh yeah batista yeah, yeah yeah uh so he did he did great uh his role is pretty limited uh i know he's wanting to branch out a lot uh he's talked about his he's talked about drax not being the way done the way he wants have you heard about that at all yeah 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 I have which yeah. seems weird you know I, c- I could totally see which that makes me think that the next guardians movie is going to be very heavily drax focused don't you no. think? Or like that'll be a send off, it sounds like. So Yeah. But 
He was great. Uh, he just wasn't in it very much. A lot like some of the other guys. That- so, so uh, Batista. Let's talk about his acting, his acting okay. chops here, because uh, I like I like Batista. I think he's done a, a fantastic job of transitioning yeah. from you know. And, and um, I want to talk about real quick again the, the wrestlers that have done this. Like the Hulk Hogan wanted to do this his whole career. Yeah, he never it was could always do, cheesy. Right? He was always so yeah. cheesy in such a bad role, and he wanted so badly to be an actor. And now these guys are just crushing it. Well, so he- ba- Batista has a uniqueness about him, and. Uh, Again, we're going to see what The Rock can do with with Black Adam, yeah. so because he may roll into this as well. But uh, uh, who's the guy that played uh, uh, Drogo in uh, in in? Uh, oh, you're in, talking. Uh, you're what's not, his name? You're talking about geez. the big blonde guy. Yeah, you're talking about Rocky Four. Uh, I am. This is a disgusting. The, the omission. big blonde Russian yes, guy. Yes, and he's right? in he's in the Expendables, and he's yeah. in he's in uh, Universal Soldier, and so, his name is oh, I almost had it right there. <laughs> Universal Soldier. It's empty. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, yes. It's empty. We apologize, Dolph. We should definitely know yeah, his name. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, for that one. Yeah, uh, but uh, my point, the reason why I bring up Dolph Lundgren is that Batista could fill that role. Batista, even though how charming he is, as 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 drax he could but if you look at him in this role i actually like this whole transition that he could literally be the next kind of like super villain that we see rolling through a few of these films i don't think that's going to happen though i think he's going to go on to i think he's going to be a legitimate actor and i don't i mean like not saying dolph lundgren isn't well no no, i wasn't meaning the i'm not comparing those two for like acting wise i'm just saying that like the the cool bad oh. guy back in the eighties yeah. was Dolph Lundgren, right? Yeah. Like that, that. That's what I'm saying. Like Batista could roll into that yeah, bad he could, guy he could fight realm. Michael B. Jordan in the next movie. Yeah, he could be awesome <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at fighting yeah. at being the bad guy. Actually, right? probably like a eighty pound weight difference there. No, 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 no uh, slight to Michael B. Jordan, but no, Batista's like, yeah. a big man. Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. So let's. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm more excited about in part two for because Zendaya. I love her. Like I love her acting. She's great. Like, and, and maybe it's just because I'm a, Sp- a Spider-Man stan, but I, I absolutely love Zendaya, and I think she's, she's going to be great. I didn't, but she was, I mean, the epitome of barely in there. She was totally like a, uh, what's his name, Hawkeye in the first Avengers movie, where it's just, it's like, you know, you, you didn't feel much much for her because she just was just a. Um, a, a so, dream for most of the movie. So that is why I love the casting, right? Because I think they casted uh, her perfect because we want to see her on screen, yeah. right? Because we are fans, yeah. right? So it's one of those where uh, I think if that is anyone else or somebody that doesn't carry the weight, yeah. uh, you're not looking forward yeah. to it as much, right? Uh, but that was the interesting part because I expected no, excuse me, I expected her to have a big role in this, but I didn't also I didn't realize going into it that this is only half a movie. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it'll definitely step up. I mean, she's going to be a primary part. Oh, of, absolutely. Yeah. Of, she's well. It's going to be him. It's going to be her and and Paul basically carrying the the whole second half of the movie, which is great. Uh, and, and so we'll we'll get plenty of it, and that's why I wasn't really upset about not seeing yeah. as much of it. But here's the other one. Um, the other character in there that I feel like you want to talk about stealing every scene that he's in. And that is uh, Javier Bardem who is, he played uh, Silgar, uh, the leader of the Fremen. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> who comes yeah, yeah. in and, you know, spits. And then all of a sudden everybody's, so this would be their second, uh, Josh Brolin in his second role because he was also the guy from 
uh, No Country for Old Men. I don't know if you noticed this or not. No, I didn't know. That. So yeah. Javier Bardem is the guy from No Country for Old Men, the the guy with uh, the with the with the bolt gun that's going no around. Kidding. You. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm glad you didn't know this. Yeah, I did not know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that guy seems so big. Yeah. In No Country for Old Men. Well, he's. I think he's big in this one too, though. Yeah, he like, just didn't look near. Well, you got to figure he's standing guy. next to Jason Momoa and those kind of guys true. too. So it wasn't like you. You know, I loved the whole thing, like with the whole like the spit. Like you're willing to give up liquid in your body. It is a beautiful, beautiful, so weird, uh, like like uh, realization. Exactly, exactly what he's doing because he's basically sacrificing the most uh, the most valuable resource. Yes, right? exactly. But Outside to us, spice, but, you know. yeah, to us, it's a, it's a, it's an insult for them. Spice doesn't matter. Spice doesn't mean mm. anything on, on a car. Or, that's sand, dude. Yeah. What is it again? Acaris? Uh, Arrakis. Arrakis, yeah. Yeah, man, these names. You just start getting stuff figured out from, you know, from Star Wars and stuff, and now you got to get into... I know, yeah. This one, I, I can't... I, I don't... I mean, they could continue to play off of it, but I see it as part two and... I, oh, yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a franchise that's going to build off of that. Yeah. that um, Although, but, but they could. If Hollywood they, sees money in it, they, there will be they could 18 go, of these. They could go so. with so many prequels because I'd love to know how the the Bene Gesserit got to where they are. Yeah. Uh, and and we got to apologize for like slaughtering these names. Oh, yeah, we're no. killing it. It's we're okay. doing terrible. It's okay. Um, the folks that watch us, they get it. Yeah. <laughs> they know that we're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not going to. But but you know you know that the, 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 they could do a ton of prequels and stuff like that. I'd be happy with that. Oh. But they'd also be. They'd be cash grabs, but oh yeah, no, I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I really enjoyed this one. So you know, you talked about some of the uh, the technology, right? Uh, that they that they have. I think the Fremen have some of the coolest uh, coolest things. You know, like when you start thinking about um, uh, the still suits, right? Yeah. And it's like essentially this was that Fremen technology. Yeah, it was Fremen technology, and uh, and it was really neat uh, to see like hey, this can recycle all the water, right? Yeah. And I loved the scene that Paul was able to put the still suit on in the way of the Fremen, right? Yeah. And he did that without ever knowing anything. Yeah. It's just, it was a natural way for him to put it on. Everybody else puts it on a different yeah. way, right? And uh, and that brings me back to, if you remember, uh, they always kind of either talk under their breath or you hear their thoughts. And that was a huge thing in the first one where you would hear... You know, they're talking in the movie and then there would be these thoughts and half of the movie is all thoughts. And so it was really hard to track like what everybody's talking about. This right? is the first, so the first one, like you had like a you had dialogue and then you had thoughts. Really? Yeah. So you were hearing the thoughts. of the You same were hearing the thoughts in the same voice. So you just right? had to say like, OK, his voice, his mouth isn't moving. So, you know, these correct. Things. He's thinking this. Right. Wow. And and so you've seen a little bit of that in in uh, in the this one. Do a little the different kind of bubbles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in this one, it would be uh, I think they spoke in in Fremen uh, for for each one of those. That in the original, if I if I'm correct, I think I am. Which is they were all thoughts at that point yeah. in time. Which was uh, he will not be from your country, but he will act like he was born there yeah. or whatever, right? And that was said from the lady that yeah. was, like, helping. He'll know your ways without yeah. ever being shown or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah whatever there, it is. Yeah. Anyway, every one of those in the original was, like, a thought that you had really? to, like, yeah. And anyway, it was pretty interesting on that part. The other piece of it was uh, the thumpers. I thought the thumpers were really Thumpers cool. were really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't fully understand the sandworms. Like, why, why do they have a territory? I don't know. Like, like, like at one point they're just running through the desert, you know, on a dead sprint, and it's like, well, shouldn't there be a sandworm after them? Because they're, but but she would say you can't you can't crash here because it's a sandworm territory. It's like, 
well, what makes it sandworm territory? Because I feel well, like I just like like the locals know that it's sand sandworm territory, right? Like I, mean, I get that they know that, but like why? Why? Why is the sandworms like nah? I don't know. I don't want to go, go over there. into the the Everglades of of Florida. I'm sure it there's makes, like crocodile territory because you, of whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just it just seemed weird that like you know okay this is this is this is why yeah. you can't go because it's well, yeah but maybe there was all a, desert there was rock underneath of it or something of that name you yeah. know like okay yeah you're right you know you're right you get back to like what saved uh kevin bacon in in whatever uh, his name is but yeah uh you know they had to run up and jump yeah. on that rock val and i can't remember what the other one's name was but we god i want to go watch trimmers all of a sudden <laughs> yeah i said the same thing <laughs> last night i, I, I love i enjoyed it that was so, great yeah. when i was when i was a kid we'd act we, we would play as those characters because it was so great uh what else is i gonna say the uh oh so then you got the uh we talked about it a little bit but uh the voice right so this this all-powerful voice that starts yeah, so that starts coming into play in part two as well so oh, i'm sure it was yeah yeah you, could, you so, could tell they were building up to like he's got to be the well so they actually end up i'm gonna spoil a, a little part of part two here for you but uh they actually end up making a weapon uh that uh that the fremen use uh with their, their voice right and maybe it even i can't even remember who it actually even, it may come from the atreides like anyway but somebody ends up they they have this thing that they use their voice and it actually turns it into a weapon, right? Okay. Well, Paul ends up being able to do this like without this device, right? And yeah. that's like that's when you see Paul like because he's the one, all powerful, yeah. right? That's like that's like his Neo moment. Yeah. Right, and uh, and so that's where now it we're starts. Referencing another another movie. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, but that's where you start seeing like part two. The worms are going to start coming into play more. Like you start seeing this technology with the weapons, and then it's about basically the leftover Atreides and uh, the Fremen versus the Harkonnen and the Emperor. Right, okay. and uh, and that's kind of the the what we have left to to see. You okay. Know? Well, yeah, I mean, you can tell that we're building up to the big battle. Like, that's obviously yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen is like the... And the battle's crazy. I, I can't wait to see. I mean, the original was was insane how they, they all fought each other. And you uh, got to figure they're going three hours on this next movie. Oh, yeah, you got to. So, like, yeah. this is, I mean, there's going to be a huge battle. It's going to be it's gonna be monumental. So, there's going to be... Like, I, I, I expect this next one to be just a ton of action and a ton of Zendaya. I mean, you've seen in this one a Fremen riding a worm. What? You've seen that in this movie. He looks over at the desert and he sees a Fremen riding a worm. In this movie, you did? In this, in this first one, you've seen this. How did I miss that? Uh, you had, yeah, I mean, they zoomed right in on it. And it okay. was a Fremen that is riding a worm. You've seen how they kept coming out with these hook things. Yeah. There was two different, I think, two different scenes that it showed uh, the one gal um, that was like the scientist that saved them, right? Actually, when the laser beam, right? Yeah. And she sent them off in the spaceship, and then she goes out there and goes oh, to the dune, did. and yeah. she whips out these these That's, things. I saw that. I'm like, what is she doing? That's how you hook and ride a worm. Because she set up the the thumper and then right. did that. She, the because I remember is thinking, like, get the worm. What is your game plan here? So the thumper is to get the worm. They throw these hooks up. They hook it into the worm, and they ride the damn thing through the through the desert. So you can imagine a battle. What do you think that the, What do you think they're gonna fight with, man? Oh, they ain't man. riding horses into this battle. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. All that's right. where it gets crazy, man. Like this, that, that's what's funny about the movie Dune just in general. I think it's one of the most, uh, it's one of the most fun storylines, but it's one of the hardest storylines to follow because there's like 18 different stories all jammed yeah. into and 18 different 
branches of the same story. So, so like it, when you read books like like the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, they. <laughs> It's just cute. You think I read? <laughs> well, I'm just saying this is this is a book. This is a book from 1965, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it's from probably. So, but like in in those in those books, they have uh, like maps all the time, like constant maps. Yeah. And it'd be nice to have a map because I bought a map for Game of Thrones because they talk about the areas all the time. It's like well, I'm having a real hard time picturing. Oh this. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so it's it'd be just nice to have a, a a map you just put up here at all times. Be like, okay, so they're doing this here. They're doing this here. This is the this is this. Yeah, I, that's what that's what we need for this for, yeah. for the next one. So then we'll have a little more, a little bit easier to grasp, and then you'll know all the different planets and stuff. Let's make that happen. We'll I have to know. put like that on the backdrop for part two. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Like, you know, no. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, this one. Um, let's get into. Uh, do Do we have anything else to cover exactly on the um, on the movie? I want uh, to. I want to ask one more question, I guess, um, and maybe they'll go into it a little bit more, but. Okay, this this movie's taken. I, I can't remember the exact date, but it was like ten thousand. I don't know, whatever it is. It's way, way, yeah, way, way, in way in the future. Yeah. Um, but they are so focused on his grandfather fighting bulls for a living, or for for fun, like it is like to the point where they keep going back to it. That his like it's like well, his grandfather. It's not like his grandfather was in uh, was. You know, in, in 2000, the year... Oh, so you think, like, in 8,000 years from now, people still aren't going to be crazy and ride bulls? No, I'm just saying, I get it, but it's like, it's I just it just feel like it... But the thing is, the movie was so focused on it, which <laughs> it almost makes me feel like there's not... That there's a, a closer tie to the to our world than, than what... Because of the fact that, like, Duncan Idaho, like, it just sounds like he's Duncan from Idaho type of thing. And I don't know, I, I'm, just, I'm just spitfiring here, but, like... There so, might be. I don't remember any any bull riding in the. I actually don't even remember any bull riding in this one. So no, there was no bull riding in this one. He was a bullfighter, and the, so like they, so. Okay, at one point they zoom in and they've got a bull, big bullhorn up on the wall above mm. the big the big throne room. That's right, there. because they were packing that in to yep. take it to when Arrakis they, when they go to yeah, when they right. go. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they're packing up. There. That's what the one thing yeah. they pick up to t- packed up to take to Arrakis. Um, when they were going to his his grave, it was the. Him, there was a, a picture of him fighting bulls. That's right. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then on the like on the desk, there was like a statue of him fighting bulls. And it's like, why is this such a big deal? Probably whoever wrote it enjoys bull bullfighting. I don't well, know. It's a, it's it's, no, a, it's mean, a terrible I, sport, though. Really, like well, it, you I know, know it is. It, it is a <laughs> terrible sport. But uh, no, I mean, I think there's something to be said about uh, if you think of a a true blue bullfighter, right? Like, I mean, there there are probably some really like well, come on. Fight the bull without without stabbing it a bunch of times. I'm just talking about. I'm, I'm not saying. even talking about that particular. I'm, just go, I'm saying I'm just like if you're going into a pin with a a large animal that can kill you, you're probably a fairly tough son of a gun. Yeah. So I mean, I think like that's what they're trying to portray at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and I I get I get that I guess it just. I mean, I I'm swords or no swords, I'm not getting into a pin with a bull. No, no, I would not either. No. So. I mean, you can call them sissies, but I, I I'm just saying, if you got to stab the bull that many times, and you know, like because they do the thing. No, the no, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I get it. I okay. Get it. I actually, I actually heard a. Uh, I thought I heard a funny thing. This is for all you Yellowstone fans out there. Have you seen any Yellowstone? I have not. I've just started watching it because uh, my my wife's absolutely loving this, and uh, it definitely hooks you in. Oh, I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. But it was funny because there's one guy there at a rodeo, and the guy's riding a bull, right? And the guy goes talking to kevin costner and he's like man he's like 
I'd just love to to meet the the first guy that that decided it was a good idea to jump on a bull, you know. Yeah. And Kevin Costner goes, "Name the first guy I care to talk to." I'm like, talk to the second guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just Touché. such a such a cool spin, right? Like, yeah. one person can be dumb, right? Yeah, but exactly. then to follow that, you yeah. know, I just thought that was funny. So, so hey, this is where I was going to jump into. Uh, with that, let's talk about actually rating this thing on on our scale of of uh, of, of one to ten. Yep. Uh, and if uh, just to talk about this, ten is perfect. Nine is an instant classic. Eight is a must-see, seven is fantastic, six is solid, and nobody cares after that. So yeah. we still have a five and a four, but hopefully we never well, watch five, movies. Yeah, but five, well, five, five is a great for napping. And great be, for napping. Because honestly, a, a, there are movies of like, it's like, I'm going to take a nap, and I want to put a movie on the background. Put, put on a five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the Scorpion. The Scorpion would be a five. <laughs> okay. Scorpion would be the fives, you know, like with the Rock. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like just a mindless violence uh, movie. Yeah, uh, I'll put that on. Go to sleep. All right. With right. <laughs> you wake up at any point, still still, still joining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, are, are you want so, me to go first on this? Yeah, yeah. You can you can go first on. Uh, on we're going to differ on this one. No, we're definitely going to differ. I'm I'm going to bet that you're going to give this a, a seven four. Seven three actually. Okay, good call. That, good yeah, call. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a seven three. I feel like it's a seven three. I feel like it's, um, it's a great movie. The 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 cinematography is fantastic. Uh, the acting is incredible. Um, uh, I just feel like, again, obviously, since this whole thing has been about my questions, basically, um, it, it left me with a lot of questions. Um, and I just I I I was left wanting more. I guess is my okay. thought. I mean, it's still a great movie, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, loved it, but it. It left me wanting more. And a 7.3 is a great score, once again. That is a fantastic. That is fantastic, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I go with a uh, – I need to go high enough to at least average this into an 8 now. So. <laughs> you can't look at it that way. You can't, you can't look at it that way. No, I, I would actually put this as an 8.6. Yeah. And and I totally so. get that, and I, and I would agree with you yeah. on that one. But here's here's the other thing. like uh, like uh, I, I, I loved this movie. Yeah. Loved it. I think that most of the Star Wars movies that we talk about, I think that you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum of those too. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. like, I, we both love yeah. Star, Wars, but the ones that I really loved uh, were the ones that you're like, yeah, I, that was good, but it wasn't as good as the previous one. That's right. thing. So yeah. I, I think that. Th I think that that checks out, and I feel like this is a good way to gauge it. Yeah, no, I like I said, I would go eight point six. You went a seven three. Uh, wherever that this is, the, is this so. is by far the biggest difference we've had. Yeah, so no, this is a pretty big gap uh, for us. Yeah. But I do think that this is playing into. Uh, I, we're we're both fans of sci-fi, but this definitely is more my style of of yeah. sci-fi versus yep. your style of sci-fi. I totally so, agree. So, so I mean, I I can see where that uh, plays into it. I can also see some of you out there not enjoying this film at all. Uh, if you're one of, if you're a casual movie watcher, you're probably not going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would disagree a little. I would agree I mean, for as many questions that you just came in. You're not a casual movie watcher. <laughs> no, so. but I would. But the thing the, is, like, I think you can still take. You're right. I'm just saying, if you sit you, down and you're walking around getting popcorn and roaming around the house trying phone, to watch yeah, yeah, this yeah, thing, yeah. but you are going to miss way too much. You're going to miss way too much. But I also think that this movie can carry itself without even. 
like who cares? Like if you don't understand the storyline, if you don't like, you're still gonna love the action scenes. <laughs> yeah, you, you may enjoy, it, you're just not gonna understand it. Though, yeah, so. but that's what I'm saying. But you're still going to enjoy yeah. it enough. So I would still say I, you can watch this if you're a casual movie. It's like, oh, that was an awesome scene. That I'm was not awesome. saying that you can't watch it as a casual movie watcher. You are not going to appreciate this movie if you are not paying attention yeah. to this. Yeah, I would. So. Oh, I totally agree with that. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's the that's that's our ratings. Yeah, hey there. absolutely. Uh, I also want to. I want to. We talked about Star Wars a little bit. I want to out myself a little bit because I think I think that that if I really wanted to be serious and honest with myself, I think I'm more of a Star Trek guy than I am a Star Wars guy. Oh, whoa, oh, I, I was thinking about this as as I was going through this movie and was talking. We were thinking about it. It's like I remember watching you know Star Trek: The Next Generation with my dad and like. I we would do you know I think it was on like nine o'clock at night or it seemed like it was late at night and watch those a lot and then the Star Trek's like they would have like a uh, uh like a marathon of oh, the yeah, old yeah, one yeah, Kurt yeah. and I would watch those religiously and 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 like I now, now those I love Star Wars I know I just don't even I I don't know how to react when you just drop like I know and I I was I wanted to wait until this moment you basically to do this. just pulled the pin on a grenade and just set it down yeah. and you're just like we're gonna deal with that yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> blew up right here in front in our faces but like if you think about like the chris pine series like that star trek like i enjoy them much more than i did the new version of star wars and i don't know that's tough that's tough to say because i love the new star wars uh i love the whole the whole franchise like but i'm just saying i'm going to i'm going to say that i think i prefer star trek i think i'm a trekkie okay okay uh so with that um i would like to put out an application for a new co-host um, for, 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 for somebody with better taste than him. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, here, here's, here's what I'll say. My dad was actually a Trekkie. So, so was mine. Uh, so I think that yeah. might be, yeah. And, uh, my, my problem is I never, I never got into Star Trek, uh, and, and Star Wars. There, there is a huge difference, I think, in, um, uh, a television show based story versus a movie based story, right? I mean, they've made Star Trek movies, but I mean, it, it was yeah. truly a, a TV show to yeah. start with. Uh, Star Wars is a is a book is a is a you know transformed yeah. into a movie. I love the storyline. Uh, I don't think the storyline can be beat from Star Wars. I just I, that's what I love about Star Wars. Uh, I just I. So a little a little background on that. I, I didn't watch guy. I didn't watch Star Wars until I was in like in high school. So I, I was actually going to the movie store, uh, pouring out for Ressa, uh, the movie store, and, and enjoy there. And uh, you actually the first time I watched a Star Wars movie would have been the I think it was the Phantom Menace. Yeah, you and I went to yep. uh, actually you me Dan Ball Dan Greg, and Greg Douglas yeah, yeah yeah we all went there. we all we all went and seen it. Uh, you guys watched that it was the, your first Star Wars. Yep, you guys oh, watched it before then. Wow. And so I watched it, and it's like, oh, my God, this is incredible, right? It was great. And, that was, and that's like the worst of the Star Wars movies or whatever, but Darth Maul was so incredible. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I watched that one. I have my own thoughts on Phantom Menace. We've talked a little yeah, bit about yep. it. Yep, and, and uh, I, I, I told my mom about it. She's like, she's like, have you even seen the originals? I'm like, no. Um, and so then I, we went and rented them all from Ressa, and uh, and we watched. I watched binge-watched them all. And they, they were great. They were yeah. great. Uh you know, when I had the Star Wars toys, I, I knew of them. I just didn't know the story. I hadn't actually watched them, sat down and watched them yeah. because they were just weren't accessible at the time. Where's uh so so you know Devin and I are going to go to uh to Star Wars Galaxy Edge yeah right down in Florida. Where's uh where's Star Trek's 
Uh, <laughs> well, Kayla and I just went to Riverside, Iowa here not too long ago to see oh, the, the future, the future birth, birthplace of of uh, James Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> I, t- I was telling her that all the way here. I'm like, yeah, so we're approaching the future birthplace of James Tiberius Kirk, and she's like, future. You mean past? This 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 goes back to what the is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is it maybe Big Bang Theory or one of those that it's like you know always the Trekkies versus the yeah there was the Star I, Wars, I saw you know, a, yeah so, I, it's it's a huge debate I I don't I George actually, Takei calls it a Star Alliance uh, yeah. because it, it is I I love them both it, so. I don't say I don't actually want to I I love all the Star Trek films as well and I do remember watching like especially with my dad the original yeah. uh, Star Trek Trouble movies with you know and uh, love Spock uh, I just you know Scotty I mean all those guys. LeVar Burton. The, let's, let's, we got to talk about yeah. LeVar Burton because we can't talk about Star Trek without but LeVar, it, the next generation. There's just a lot of that that I would like to go back and watch some of these, yeah. uh, some of these TV shows. Uh, it's just where do you put it on the list of everything else you're going to yeah. binge watch? So, but like I said, Star Trek's great. I just I can't put I, I can't put Star Trek above Star Wars by any Star, means, Star, so. Yeah, Star Wars is going to be the much more uh, prestigious uh, franchise for sure. I totally agree with that. Uh, Another word for prestigious is just better. It's, it's not so. necessarily true. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, I don't know. No, uh, this this movie, though, uh, you know, back on, on that point, though, uh, this does fit into a lot of these sci-fi pieces. If you're a fan of any of these, I don't know. They're just – I just watched, like, not too long ago, I watched uh, Stargate – you remember that movie, Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, Kurt I've always Russell. wanted. I've never seen it because I, I, I. It's funny they're in like a desert area too. Like I don't know, like they're in like a a pyramid in the middle of desert. So so there's there's Stargate. Is it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are they always in a desert? Why is the yeah, future so? Maybe it's maybe it's the World War Three thing that you know. Yeah. What was it, it? Einstein? You know, the World War Three. I do not know what what weapons will be fought in World, World War Three, but but I know that World that War Two will be sticks and stones. World War Four will be sp- fought War with, yeah, with sticks and stones. Yeah, it wasn't Einstein, but it was it was something like that. Some famous philosopher. Um, sure, wasn't Einstein? That was Einstein. Oh, maybe he was. Maybe I'm. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I don't know. But um, regardless, um, I haven't seen that one, and I haven't seen Firefly. Uh yeah, uh, Firefly is one. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. In that, there's a tie-in to so, like something, right? No, Firefly I think was the movie that that followed a series, and they were both by the guy that redid. Man, now I'm not gonna. I'm not thinking of anything. Uh, who was it that redid uh, Justice League? Zack Snyder. No, no, Zack Snyder was the original, and then oh. he stepped out because Joss his daughter, Whedon? Joss Whedon. There you go. So Joss Whedon did a. Uh, series kind of like Star Trek. It was like a one season thing, huge. And then he did a movie that followed up. It was called Firefly. Okay, so Firefly was. The I know movie. it ties into yeah, something. Yeah, there. yeah, and that's what it was. So yeah. it was. It was a. But I, I've heard great things about that one too. But I just I've never I've never watched it. I, I it's got to be something where it's like again I have to invest. Yeah. In a movie from like the it, '90s or it, something like, or well, a TV it, show from the '90s. It is funny because like we talk about sci-fi stuff, and now Chad and I we've went to uh, multiple comic cons. Uh, believe it or not, right? That's shocking to everybody out yeah. there. Uh, we also dress up. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's funny because like when you go to one of those you realize that you and I are very casual fans of sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even know if, like, we don't register. 
Yeah. On the scale we, of sci-fi fans. Can we, yeah, because we, we were the Boondock Saints. We only dressed up that one time, and we went as Boondock Saints. Can we put that picture uh, up here? Because why not? Yeah, Boondock maybe. Saints. I don't, even, I don't even know if I have it. Oh, so. I have it. I have yeah. it. And I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> right. I'm going to send it to you. But yeah, uh, but yeah we were, because we were very casual. And even, even in comic book circles, you know, like, I love comic books, but like, if I go talk to comic book fans, they're like, you're such a casual. You know, yeah. like, it really is. It's 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 funny because now it's it's so cool to be a nerd that like I'm not I'm not nerdy enough to be a cool kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not cool enough to be a cool kid. Yeah. You're not nerdy enough to yeah, be a nerdy exactly. kid. So. Stuck in that limbo. <laughs> oh, we've been there a long time, Chad. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, our drinks are empty now and yep. uh and we've had a, a really good conversation, but I think this is this is it. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have to put a spoilers one on this one, just flat out on the on the title, just put spoilers because we Yeah, yeah. I mean if you haven't, you know, watched a movie that was made in nineteen eighty four or one that <laughs> has been out for nearly a month you know <laughs> hey that's you should definitely you're have right. some spoilers you're right you're right you're right <laughs> forget it can't wait to cover the titanic yeah. yeah hey but here's the thing here's the thing what's coming up next is uh ghostbusters ghostbusters that's gonna be fun yeah i cannot wait we're gonna have to be real careful about, about that one because we're not gonna be able to spoil anything because i want to release that one like the night we need to do we need to go to the movie we need to release it that night and just get it out there because that's gonna yeah. be awesome no, i that, haven't been that. this excited about a movie like uh, there's been a lot of movies come out this summer that were good. Uh, this is a big one. No, Ghostbusters is going to be. Awesome. I'm so I didn't excited. Realize Paul Rudd was in it, by the way. So. Yeah, the yeah. sexiest man in the United States. Sexiest man alive. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love it's crazy. it. Crazy. Perfect. All right. Well, hey, with that, the credits are rolling. Lights coming on. That's the end of the show.